You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host, and I am recording this on Memorial Day. Appreciate um, all those who served our country and made the ultimate sacrifice. If you have a loved one or a friend that you lost, um, I, I offer my condolences on this day, and I hope that people um, enjoyed the, the holiday weekend and obviously appreciate the freedom that we receive from those men and women that um, paved the way for us and, and made it possible. I just wanted to take a minute to do a quick podcast today to, one, um, share some thoughts about TCU baseball winning the Big 12 tournament, and they found out what their regional is going to look like today. And then also, um, things are going to change for the podcast schedule in the month of June. One, because we're moving into what uh, Locked On calls off-season mode, meaning there's less episodes that you know we have to produce. And also because of the family situation that I have. So I'll explain all that at the end. But first, I want to start out by sharing, you know, TCU baseball, they win the Big 12 tournament this weekend. They are conference champs and tournament champs. And results aside, like it was really special. It was fun watching that. Um, I forgot how cool it was to win the conference tournament. It's been a little while. And I feel like the, the two other seasons they've done it, it's been in years where it was kind of expected or it just it was pretty clear that they were the best team or the hottest team going into it. Um, I feel like this just felt good because it was such a bounce back from the end of the regular season where they blew that huge lead to K-State. But results aside, and it was great watching, you know, Halen Green shut that down and get it done and the guys play well over the last few days. Um, I just wanted to say – or, or reflect on what were some good things that we saw in Oklahoma City? What were some things that are still concerning as we approach the NCAA tournament? So first, on the good side, and we'll start with the pitching, um, Russell Smith was fantastic against Texas Tech on Friday morning. You know, he threw the ball really well. He went six innings, and he gave up two runs. It was on a two-run home run. Um, the umpire strike zone that day was – uh, erratic, and that's being pretty generous. It was a tough day for the guy behind the plate. So it, it looked like he had rung up the batter that eventually, you know, deposited one in the seats. But that aside, he fought back. You know, he gave that two-run home run up in the fifth inning, and that made it 4-2. to two. And you thought, okay, here we go. Here's trouble. And Russ came back in the sixth. His pitch count was high already. I mean, it was getting up to 100 and, and over 100 pitches. And after a leadoff walk, he got a couple strikeouts and a ground out um, and got out of there and then turned it over to the bullpen. And the bullpen did their job um, in the last few innings to get it done. So if he is going to be your ace, like if Russell is the guy that steps in there and does does a, an outstanding job and gives you six or seven innings and gives you a chance to win every time out, that is huge because he hasn't been that person for the last five or six weeks. So that's big. You know, another good thing on the pitching side, um, this bullpen is really coming together. They have, I think, more options than they've had all year. Garrett Wright was really good in relief. 
you know, he had a, a tough inning against Oklahoma State in the championship game where they gave up five runs, but a lot of that was, um, you know, Tommy Sacco error with the bases loaded, and then he did end up giving up a three-run homer. But after that, he settled down and pitched really well. He did a nice job in the Tech game, ran into a little bit of trouble, gave up some free bases. And honestly, like, that's just kind of what you're going to have to live with right now with Garrett Wright. He's going to walk a few guys. He might hit a batter. Uh, that's just who he is. His control is not completely there. But the stuff is electric, and he gets a lot of swings and misses and can strike people out. And when he gets in a rhythm, he's he's really tough to hit. It, it does feel like once he gets a few guys out, especially if he can get a strikeout or two, then he can settle in and, and make some big pitches. He did a nice job. Um, Drew Hill was really good against Kansas State a couple times over the weekend, including on a Wednesday. Marcelo Perez, and, and the one time he was called upon to give multiple innings, he did a great job. River Ridings was nails again like he has been all year. Uh, Halen Green bounced back in a huge way. You know, got a save against Texas Tech, came in in the eighth, got the job done, came in the eighth uh, on Sunday against Oklahoma State and did good work against a, a tough lineup and was able to lock it down and get another save. Uh, Augie Milbauer, who had struggled all year long, and he came in, I think it was in that Louisiana Monroe series, and threw the ball well, and they've, you know, kind of turned the ball over to him more. Um, he did his job against Kansas State, had a big lead, but was able to hold the Wildcats off. And, I mean, you need guys like that. You 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 need both uh, pitchers that can come in in high leverage situations and get it done, and you also need pitchers that can come in and some lower leverage situations when you have a big lead in tournament baseball and say, okay, hey, you might give up a few runs, but we just need you to hold on. We need you to give, give us some innings today and save arms for later on. And he was able to do that. So I really like what this bullpen can do. I think they have some flexibility. It's still not, you know, seven, eight, nine pitchers deep, but it's better than it was early in the season. Another good thing from this weekend – I'll just say the lineup as a whole, I think they're hitting the ball better. You know, Zach Humphreys is driving the ball a little bit more. Um, Braden Taylor made some solid contact. But the the guy who has just been the ultimate spark plug for this team as of late is Porter Brown. I mean, he was the most outstanding player of the Big 12 tournament. He had a huge game on Sunday, had a two-run single early in the game that put them up 2 nothing, and then came up with the bases loaded and one out in a 5-5 ball game on Sunday fell behind in the count, looked like he was just trying to fight off some pitches and survive and maybe make some contact and drive one run in. Well, he gets an elevated fastball, jumps on it, drives it to the gap, clears the bases, and all of a sudden it's an 8-5 ball game. Um, when he gets on the base pass, he's going to steal. I mean, him in that leadoff spot, it's just evident how different it is. And it feels like Slosh has kind of found his, his lineup. Now, I think it'll change – if Gene Wood is healthy, which he didn't play at all in the Big 12 tournament, if Gene Wood's healthy, I think he slides in there and it changes a little bit. But right now, Elijah Nunez has kind of worked his way out of the lineup, and Porter Brown and Luke Boyers have worked their way in. Uh, and Porter Brown especially has been fantastic. So that's that's a, a really good and, and welcome sight. Um, they did better hitting with runners in scoring position. They did better executing in situational baseball, even though there were still some hiccups along the way. Now on to, okay, what what still concerns us, right? So Austin Krobe, he struggled, man. He really did. Um, he struggled against Kansas State in the game 
where basically the Wildcats ran out of arms, and it didn't matter a whole lot. But, you know, he gave up three runs. He couldn't get through the fourth inning. The pitch count's just getting elevated way too fast. His command's not there. Um, I mean, most of the hits against him are singles. Like, he's not getting he's not getting clobbered, but he's given up too many free bases. Um, hitters are driving the ball past the infield into the outfield. And it's just enough that things get away from him, and then he has to sit down early, and it really stresses the bullpen. So your number two and your number three starters, I think, are still question marks. I feel like Chuck King's going to be the guy in that third spot. And he had a rough first inning against Kansas State and his one start in Oklahoma City, but he bounced back pretty nicely after that. I think he's a capable guy. You know, I don't feel like you're going to see what you saw a couple weeks ago where he threw eight innings of shutout ball. But Chuck's somebody who can keep you in a game. And he just he knows how to pitch. So I feel okay about that. Austin Krope has to be good if they're gonna make a run. It's just it just has to be done. All right, so on to today. TCU is a national seed. They're going to host a regional and a super regional if they should get there. And they are the number six seeded team in this tournament. Their regional, honestly, in my mind, is pretty tough. Um number two seed is Oregon State. Oregon State's Eight games over 500. They're not their typical, you know, this isn't the teams that you saw in the College World Series the last few years, but it's still a really good program. They still have guys that know how to play. Good starting pitching. Tough two seed. Your three seeds, Dallas Baptist. You know, baseball fans around this area, they know DBU well. DBU, again, professional team. They get it done. They, they're going to play hard. They're going to play well. Uh, and then the four seeds, McNeese State. And McNeese State – got hot and won their conference tournament. They didn't have a really great season. But I saw today Kendall Rogers say, hey, watch out for McNeese State's number one starter, William Dion. And I looked up his stats. He's a left-hander, and he's been fantastic for them all year long. So usually if you're a one seed against a four seed, you throw your second or third starter because you think, well, we can win this game comfortably, and then we'll turn it over to our ace and the winner's bracket in game two. And I would imagine that's the strategy that TCU is going to go with. But the bats better be alive, and they better be working. Because if you do give up a few runs to McNeese State on Friday night, um, it might be hard to come back. And you got to get ready, and you have to have good at bats and get it done. So it's a tough regional. I like TCU's chances at home. I am worried about their starting pitching. And then if they get through that regional the way it sets up, they would play the winner of the Old Dominion Regional, and that's actually in Charleston because Old Dominion did not bid to host. Um, so it's in South Carolina, and that regional is Old Dominion, South Carolina, and I'm blanking on the other two teams right now. But those would be the favorites to get out of that as Old Dominion and South Carolina. And then they would come to play TCU if TCU should get out of the Fort Worth Regional and get it done, which we all hope they do. So all that's coming up this week. Um, I, let me quickly tell you about the month of June. So Locked On, the college channel, which is what I'm a part of, in June we are going into what we call off-season mode. And in off-season mode they encourage us to do three episodes a week because there's not as much you know, going on. Obviously I'm pretty blessed with a school that has a good baseball program. So I have a lot to talk about in that regard. And football is 24-7, 365. But the, uh, the amount of episodes they encourage us to do is three a week. So – I'm going to – I'll be back on Wednesday, and, you know, we'll go through the whole month. I'll be back – I'll be doing episodes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Also, just so everybody knows, uh, 
my wife and I are expected to have a baby in the middle of this month. That could come sooner, obviously. So when the baby's born, I might be out for a week. I don't know. I'll just kind of have to roll with the punches and see how that goes. But I will keep you updated. Best way is to follow my Twitter account, at LockedOnTCU. I try to post these episodes every day. So if there's one up, then it will be up there, hopefully in the morning or in the early afternoon. But Monday, Wednesday, Friday is the schedule that I'm going to try to keep through the month of June. And I'll update you if that changes with, you know, my personal situation just as that develops. Thank you. Let's enjoy some baseball this month. This has been Lockdown Horn Frogs, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.